and happy Monday. It's Mike. And this is Mary, and welcome to Mondays, Mondays with, with Mike and, and Mary. Mary. This is our chance to go back to this past week's coaching calls and pick some highlights just for you. We do parade of techniques. We do ask the experts. Do you have one of each, darling? I do indeed. Yeah, and I have one of each as well. And I am so excited about my parade of techniques because it's really lovely. Well, why don't you begin then? Well, you know, a lot of agents have thought open houses are out of style, old-fashioned, don't work, blah, blah, blah. And one of the reasons is they're not doing them right. Oh. So I love this this idea of reinventing the open house. And you know this, we've heard uh, in the multiple offer negotiations, have the buyer write a letter to the seller, that technique. Well, this agent, her parade of techniques was have the seller Write, write a, a letter, letter to, to the, the buyers buyer. who oh. come to their open house and go through all the reasons why they loved living in this house and also explain why they're selling, as long as it's a positive reason. Yeah. You know, and it it breaks the ice huh. with the buyers and have them read the letter before they look at the house. Now, what she's also doing, which I love, is... Have them guess the price. Ooh, I like that too. You know, break the ice and guess the price. You know, uh, put down what they think it will sell for, and whoever comes closest when it actually sells will get a gift certificate of their choice. And, you know, she does the other things, like has music going and sometimes an incense candle. But what she also said was, I have my partner in the open house with me, because they're a couple. And she said, it really is a way to make people relax. It feels uh, somehow stilted when it's you just waiting there all by yourself, almost like a vulture, you know, for the people to come into your open house. To have a partner there, it relaxes them. So you put all those things together. Don't do it alone. Have a partner with you. Have the sellers write a letter to the buyers disclosing why they're selling, have them read it before they look, do a guess the price contest. It all reinvents the open house and makes it a much more fun event. Some of those things could be do, could be done before a showing. Yep. That letter could be on the kitchen counter before a showing. Um, also, I believe we've got a student that's inviting their mortgage broker to partner with them. So sure. it doesn't have to be two real estate agents that have to split the booty. It could be, you know, a mortgage broker that gives financial advice as well. Love it, love it. Well, I've got a pretty simple parade of techniques, but I'm hoping that this message comes to somebody who needs it out there in listening land. Yeah. So last week, I had a student who said, geez, I'm just not focused. I've had all these issues trying to get things closed, and I'm, I feel off my game. I feel like I'm not focused, like my days are filled with low-priority activities and Oh, I just need focus. Well, that would contribute to a lack of focus is doing low-priority activities. Wow. So a week ago, the board of directors, otherwise known as an R-squared group, uh, gave advice to this person. And among the wonderful pieces of advice was tape your master salesperson's pledge to the bathroom mirror and every single morning say the pledge out loud as though it were true. 
And so this week we got a report. I feel focused. <laughs> wow. Okay. What? Thank you. Thank you for your advice last week. I feel yeah. focused. And so here was my question. Well, what is it? What advice did you take? What did you do that created that focus? And the answer was, I've been saying my pledge every day. So if you don't know what I'm talking about because you're listening without having ever been exposed to the Master Salesperson's Pledge, give us a shout, Floyd Wickman at floydwickman.com. You can go to our website and send us a note and we'll send you the pledge. Each day I walk and talk like the master salesperson I am. I love that pledge. Me too. Yeah. And you know what else I love is when people take the advice they get from the board of directors from their R squared team and they put it to work and it works for them. Yeah. And then they report back. Yeah. And they say thank you. And that's oh, awesome too. That's, I agree. that's one of those nice little love loops that go on in uh, with R squared. Terrific stuff. I haven't asked the experts. I you can't wait. You do? To... <laughs> do? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What a surprise. And before I get into the Ask the Experts, the actual question, I oh, sometimes this frosts me a little bit. What? Is that people bring an Ask the Experts question to their team after the fact. Oh, yeah, Instead of that. before. What should I have done? Yeah, what should oh. I have done? Yeah, I know. It's like, oh. <laughs> Why didn't you tell us this last week? Yeah, you know, I shot myself in the foot this past week. What advice would you give me about how to not do that again? Yeah. So I wish they'd bring they'd brought this before they made the offer. Uh, before, before they made they, the decision. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, agree. We we but, need to tap into that resource. We're we're pretty smart right. co collectively. But the good news is she yes. put something in place now to prevent it from happening uh, okay. again. Let's hear it. All right. So a family member wants to list their house. Come over and list our house. Oh, but I have a friend who's interested in buying it. Fantastic. If the friend wants to buy it, would you write the offer? And if you did, how much would you charge? All of this Could was we done... get a discount? Wait, wait. Yeah. This is all over the phone or live and in person? I think it was in person. Okay. <clears throat> so... Without going into too many specifics, it's a $650,000 property. It's got a lot of land attached to it. And so she offered to do it for $3,000. A flat fee? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Let's put our license at risk for $3,000 flat fee and have two sides of the transaction. Oh, dear, dear, dear. So my question was, so did you already make the offer of $3,000? And she said, yeah. Oh, so what can I do next time? That's how the, the uh, question evolved. Okay, so, so she was blindsided by this. That's why I she didn't bring of, it up. Okay, yeah. Well, I feel a little better now. You know, and the question was, do you do you always discount for family? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to talk to Mary about that. <laughs> wow, and it is something that we did cover at Master Sales Academy, but it's worth. From the Department of Redundancy Department, it's worth repeating that no, you don't. In fact, you probably should charge your family more because yeah, they, they make you, in, you work harder. They call you in the middle of the night, too. But the advice she got, I thought, was really wonderful. Okay. And because the first one is um, exposure and liability. Just what you said. Yeah. Why would you put your license at risk for a flat fee? Right. Now, I said... Well, big flat fee might be different. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. <clears throat> I said, well, they've asked you to write the offer. Well, you can download uh, a, contract. a contract off LegalZoom 
and just fill in the blanks. I'd be happy to write the offer for you. I won't charge you anything. But, oh, you want me to work the transaction to and get it closed? Well, that's a whole nother matter. But, yeah, there's exposure. There's liability. Don't be their real estate agent. Be a transaction coordinator if you want to stay out of it and not expose yourself to any liability. Um, the other advice was, no, list it and exclude that buyer. But for a certain time limit. In other words, let's get it on the market now because you're probably going to get more than even you think that friend is going to offer you, which is almost always the case. Um, but always put, when you do an exclusion, always put a time limit on it. Yeah, I think Floyd taught me that 100 years ago. And it was something like the dialogue was, how would you like to get that buyer to, if they're going to ever buy, if they're really going to write an offer, how would you like to have that offer in your hand in the next 24 hours? Well, have I got an idea for you. And then that exclusion mm -hmm. limits that buyer. Uh, you, they don't have to pay a commission if that buyer buys it within 24 hours. So it helps you. It helps the seller get action if there's going to be action. And, of course, it helps trigger motivation on the buyer's point, part. And to wrap it up, one final little piece of philosophy and a dialogue that goes along with it. You know, when you get blindsided or ambushed, by, especially by a family member um, who wants you to discount your commission or eliminate it completely, you know, I would work for nothing if you needed me to. But never just because someone asked. So here's the dialogue. Is there some hardship here that I'm not aware of? Said with compassion, you know, is there some hardship here I'm not aware of? And that will lead to a dialogue about value and fees and exposure and liability and all the things that you need to discuss with, especially family members who want you to work for nothing. Well, thank goodness Floyd invented the hesitation handling track. Yes. And thank goodness those of us that know it understand that step one is where you take a deep breath mm -hmm. and you slow it all down. Sometimes I think we are asked or we perceive that we have to have an answer, boom, right now, out of the gate. And if we can just take a breath and slow it all down and then probe, 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 um, you know, that gives us time to think. The psychologists call it stimulus, pause, response. Well, I'm glad I didn't have a psychologist for my trainer then. I'd rather have Floyd Wickman. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've got an Ask the Experts question. Swell. All right, so here's the question. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm so off track. I'm so distracted by these issues post-closing. So in the past week, two buyers closed on their houses and then because there's a lot of rain in their area both of them after the closing one 24 hours after the closing one a few days after the closing or a week later um have got like two feet of sewer water in their basement aye, everything's aye. backed up yep so they're calling they need my help they you know what do i do this has really distracted me and it's taken a lot of my time this week now whether it was sewer water in a backed-up basement or some other post-closing issue that the buyer, that they have the new house now. When one, one couple is young, they're 19 and 20, they need help. Mm -hmm. You know, they're pulling you into that situation. What do you do? How do you stay on track? 
So the advice was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and so I'm just going to rattle it off. One was refer them to good companies that you sure. trust. You know, get it off your plate. Um, offer moral support. Uh, be there. Show them that you care. Um, do what you can, but you are not the solution to the the problem. And of course, those are wonderful, loving, kind things to do. Um, here's an idea. Write them a note right now. Handwritten note that gets mailed today and then put in your planner to do that again in about 10 days and again in about two weeks after that. Just a note saying, I'm grateful for you and I'm so sorry this happened to you and, you know, I'm confident that we're going to get through this, that kind of thing. Just a loving, kind note so that they're not blaming. This is all your fault. I, I didn't hear that. Just that this agent was distracted. And then here's the other point I think that we have to do to control that kind of stuff. Stop answering the phone the moment they call you. Of course. I think sometimes we jump to answer that phone. We jump to solve that problem. And if we let a little time go by, let them think you're busy. By the way, you're supposed to be busy. By the way, you ought to be busy. And if you're not, you should be busy prospecting. So quit answering the phone right away. Give it four hours before you call them back. Give it till the next morning before you call them back. And maybe the problem will be at least partially solved. Let's have them not lean on you as much as leaning on mom and dad, Uncle Mark, or whomever. So There's that pause again. Settle in. Yeah. And you know, it's what you're suggesting, what all the, the advice was about, is about personalizing the business. You know, Zillow's not going to refer them to a contractor. <laughs> Zillow's not going to write them a note. Zillow's not going to take a call because yeah. they don't even have a phone number. Flat fee technology <laughs> real estate is not going to care about them right. the way you care about them. Because yeah. this is a very close personal relationship business, isn't it? Hey, before we uh, say goodbye. Yeah. I think we should remind everybody that R Squared teams are forming like right now. If you are not in R Squared coaching, it's $165 a month and it's a six month commitment. We're starting brand new teams right now. So jump in or at least get online, floydwickman.com, and find out a little bit more about it. Call us with any questions, email, text, whatever. We'd love to expand our R-squared family. And if you are in R-squared, who do you know who needs to join in? Thanks for listening. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>